0: I I I just don't know what I want Hey, welcome along to Dead's Not Punk, episode
1: 12. How are you doing, sure I'm good, thanks. I'm good. And I- I'm going to say it, it's episode 12. Um, pretty amazing stuff. I know we say that every episode since episode one. Yeah. But we've made a dozen, the dirty dozen.
0: And uh... and I think as we discussed, you know, in last week's, which we've had some really good responses from last week's episode with Steve, Steve. Uh, Steve Ignant. Um check it out if you haven't already checked that one out but, uh, you know we've reached a stage where, you know, the diversification of music was happening um, throughout uh, the industry and uh, as I said in last week's pod punk was becoming in different loads of different factions in different areas and, um, and one of the areas that we wanted to con- concentrate on this week um, is the American side of punk rock?
1: Yeah, I think it's I think we've gone quite a long way and got all the way, I think, where were we, about nineteen
0: eighty one. Yeah, nineteen eighty one we touched on a lot of American yeah. stuff. that was, lot, yeah. was so influential, not only in the in the UK, but you know, around the rest of the world in, in yeah. terms of where punk rock went.
1: Yeah, I think after the interview with Steve last uh, last time, it was a good opportunity to take a pause and just reflect on the fact that loads of other stuff was happening on the other side of the Atlantic. Yeah. And we'd focus quite a lot on the UK scene. Obviously, with a lot of crossover, the Ramones kicking things off. in. Yeah, I
0: mean, we'll, we'll we'll get we'll get into that. Just, you know, a couple of things I'd like to start with. Unfortunately, we have to start with another death this week. Oh, well, we won't we'll break with a so with we'll, tradition. So we're not going to break with a tradition there, but Mark Stewart... Yeah. From the pop group uh really needs to be mentioned, you know, yeah. a very influential character around yeah. the music that we grew up with and were influenced by, you know, having that um political edge to his music as well was, was definitely something that excited me about it. But getting involved latter day with like people like Adrian Sherwood and Tackhead yeah. and stuff yeah. like that, massive attack, yeah, you know, this guy was a you know, 62 is no age.
1: No, and I, I I agree. And thanks for bringing that up. I mean, I I was a big fan of the pop group, and we were all prostitutes. And the, the the music, the direction he took it in, and going into sort of funk and beats and things, really was innovative. And you know, a true a true innovator. It's a good way of describing him. And you're right with Tackhead, and and a, and a real a real real character, a real contributor to to music. And um, yeah, sorely missed. It's a shame. He's one of the good guys.
0: Yeah. Rest in peace, Mark. Yeah, nice one. So, and on social media, which will lead us nicely into this week's episode, um, over the last, well, last week's picture was Derby Crash. Yeah. And her band, or his band, The Germs. Yeah. Yeah. And um, this week's was picked out by um, one of our listeners in the US, which was Exime. From X. From X, the LA, I mean, the LA punk band. I mean, yeah. they weren't they, were, they were one of the front runners of punk in LA, but they were certainly a band that had a massive influence in uh, in what was going on in LA. And uh, before we came on, we talked about the, the differences between, you know, sort of the punk bands, West Coast and East Coast in America, very similar to what happened in hip hop. You know, there was a different you know, a different sound and different, you know,
1: yeah.
0: areas that were... Uh,
1: well, I mean, the East Coast in New York had Max's Kansas City and CBGBs, which yeah. we've talked about a lot, because it was sort of, it's considered the relative ground zero with the Ramones and, you know, a lot of those other bands, Talking Heads and Television, etc., cetera, and the New York Dolls. And then over on the West Coast, you know, you had X and Fear and the Germs and... I guess, you know, Black Flag yeah, yeah. being one of the forerunners, so you, and there's Dead Kennedys coming from San Francisco. So you did have those two scenes, and it is all coming together. You had some crossover stuff out of DC with Bad Brains, you know, Rollins obviously being from that, from DC, and then joining Black Flag in 1981. And it was interesting, isn't it, that there's some touch points with the sort of birth and evolution of British punk, because, of course, the Ramones come over and play the Roundhouse in 76. And the Pistols, members of the Pistols and the Clash are there to see them Um, and go back, obviously, to the US later in the year and play at the Roxy Theatre. And, you know, and that's where a lot of that stuff with, you know, and uh, Sire Records kicks
0: off after that. which we touched on when when Seymour passed a few weeks ago. And, you know, interesting to note that Linda, who's Seymour's wife, with yeah. the manager of the Ramones?
1: Yeah, that's right. With Danny Fields, who's, yeah. who's working in A and R. So you know, there's all this really interesting layers to it all. But I, I an American punk scene, of course, spir- we talked about it spiraling off into different sub-genres and tribes over here with goth and you yeah. know, some of post-punk stuff. But in America, of course, you had you know the bur- the explosion in the hardcore scene. So DC, in Washington DC, of course, Minor Threat. Come out of the punk scene. The Beastie Boys come out of the punk scene. Yeah, they definitely do. Yeah, you know, yeah. and the, you know, and then you've got Straight Edge. With, you know, Youth of Today and I mean, Stab a,
0: a, a and, lot of that, you know, that uh, culture came through yeah. what was happening on yeah. the streets because it was street punk. Yeah, you know, a lot of that was street punk, and uh, touched on it in the last episode. That uh, beyond the streets exhibition mm. that's on at the Satchi and Sanchi Gallery is well worth. Visiting if you're in London, um, yeah, I would definitely include the beasties in there. As uh, but one that I wanted to touch on was you, you touched on the Dead Kennedys and Jello Biafra. And we've touched on um, them before. You know there was other bands around about that time, like DOA and yeah. Circle Jerks, and you know.
1: Well, the Circle Jerks was Keith Morris from Black Flag and, and DOA. I mean, DOA went on and did an album with Jello, really great. Track to point out on the Jello bar for DOA album, by the way, which is, I think it's the second side of the album, so practically the whole side of the album, it's called Full Metal Jack Off. <laughs> and if you are going to go and look, look into DOA and Jello, that is a great track. I mean, it's up there with the Dead Kennedys, really? really great track, real, real um, one from, recommendation from me. I was just thinking while you were talking though, because there's some other touch points, isn't there? Because of course, American Punk goes back even further to Patty Smith.
0: Yeah, Patty, we touched on it before. The Stooges and MC5. Yeah. yeah. You know, the Stooges and MC5, what came out of that garage, mm. almost garagey sort yeah. of uh, rock scene. Um, you could even take it further back to like the 60s compilations of Pebbles and Nuggets and well, stuff. Well, with like the, garage,
1: the, yeah, the garage, all,
0: rock, the whole garage rock. 13
1: floor elevators and stuff. Exactly. But I mean, with Patty Smith, I mean, she does, she, With her with piss factory and stuff, and she does the Jesus died for his own. You know, Jesus didn't die. He said, you know, Crass adopt the Jesus died for his own sins, not mine, which was a direct Patty Smith kind of plagiarism. I guess I don't think she would have minded. It was the same sentiment.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: But but, you know, and I like Patty Smith. I I I think she's. I think those early albums are great, but um, but yeah. So the American punk scene just definitely worth a mention because, of course, there are some bands that never really made it out of America. We talked about the Germs. Yeah, yeah. A really influential band. Derby Crash famously committing suicide, you know, when they'd only done one album. Mm. <laughs> but... Um, who never made it out of America. Yeah, they never made it out of America. And a lot of people in the UK don't even know who they are. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, they they are really a seminal band. Dead Kennedy's probably more well-known. Big singles and... Yeah, they had those big
0: singles and they had a big album with Fresh group yeah. for Rotten, rotten vegetables. vegetables. Yeah,
1: and then, fam- you know, with Frank and Christ... HR Geiger who did all the alien artwork did an insert sleeve yeah, yeah. which was you know Louis had was banned because it was you know had penises and asses on it and yeah. things and was banned so there was controversy around them of course Jellaba for being famously politically outspoken ran for mayor of San Francisco so the Kennedys obviously a bit of the sort of crass really of yeah, yeah, I get that of America, but about oh, the bags! Do you
0: remember the bags? Yeah, it was
1: Alice Bag and the bags. There was he went L.A.
0: based, yeah, West yeah. Coast, right? Okay,
1: West Coast. And Alice Bag, I think, has done an album last year, right? I think I remember listening to Rollins's radio show, which is game worth listening. You find it on the internet, and he played some tracks from from the bags right, okay. from Alice Bag. I mean, um, you know, and then you fear but Patricia Morrison was in the bags I think Patricia Morrison played with the bags yes I think yeah. she
0: was who, who then might have to check that but yeah no, yeah she definitely she... did because she, she went from there to the gun club with Jeffrey Lee Pierce That's correct and then from the gun club to the sisters yeah and then the sisters to the damn well, she well she married Dave, yeah, yeah. So it's you know, little girl, Emily, I think.
1: Anyway, anyway, so we got the damned in there. Well done. We went to see the damned, oh, I went to see the damned on Friday, and uh, which was a few, only a few days ago at the time of recording this. And uh, it was interesting, obviously, a massive damn fan. It was great to see him do some of those older songs and stuff. The new album, I'll have to list, give it a listen when it comes out. I did, I do have to say that it sounded a little bit noodly.
0: All right, I'm glad I. Like an and yeah, I mean, it was a good gig. It's always good seeing yeah, it. Yeah. But
1: but yeah, it'd be interesting to see how it sounds. I think it comes out. I think, is it either? It's either out. What date is it today? I think it's out next week. Right. Okay. Or Dark Adelica. So um, anyway, getting back to American Punk. Well, there's a nice link, isn't there, with the Damned and American Punk? Yeah, Because, yeah. of course, the Damned are the first, first UK. UK band to go and play out there. And then, I think, and then the Misfits. Oh, Play with them? No, 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 no. Yeah. I don't. I
0: don't get the Misfits at all.
1: Glenn Danzig and the Misfits, massive. Bat, you know, well, the, the Misfits are like the Ramones, aren't they? Everyone's got the T-shirt. Well, like it's that,
0: a great T-shirt. Yeah, it, yeah. I mean, every time you'd, you'd go to the states and you'd go into those malls, and well, Hot Topic was yeah, there, yeah, right? Yeah, it was. Uh, we all covered in Glenn Danzig and yeah. the, uh, Misfits T-shirts. Yeah, I, I've got to be. Uh, I've got to be honest with you. I could pass it by, you know. Yeah, it was they're not. For- they're not for me.
1: Gothic horror, schlock horror. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. No, and
1: no. then he, then Glenn Danzig goes on to form Danzig and Sam Hain and yeah, yeah. goes a bit sort of more metal. Um, oh dear. Yeah, and the, but the Misfits, yeah, they never were really my thing. I mean, but then, but then I really liked the kind of sort of sch- schlock horror of the Cramps.
0: Yeah, the Cramps did it with a bit of class. They did, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, the the, the Cramps, for all they were. As a four-piece rock and roll band, they looked fucking great. Yeah. The, the drummer didn't have any gongs and double bass yeah. drum kits, it was a four-piece kit, and he sat there and yeah. he, the guitar the Gretsch guitars that you know yeah. Poison Ivy yeah. had were just they they worked on that so well and kept it compact. Whereas that whole um misfits thing was a bit Bit of a misfit, <laughs> doctor and the medics, or oh, something. <laughs> non- spirit in the sky, nonsense, yeah, yeah. right, you know, uh, zodiac mind war, yeah, nonsense, yeah. I just, I just couldn't get it. It wasn't me, you know, and I'm, I'm quite, can quite happily say it today. I know what a Misfits t-shirt looks like, I don't know what a Misfits song sounds like.
1: Yeah, I've heard a few of them. I don't own any of their records. Yeah. They're just not really my thing. But that just goes to show you, the American scene had its own heroes and its own yeah, sort yeah. Of big selling artists or recognised artists. And of course we we weren't there, but, but I did see, you know, I was over in the US in the sort of late 80s and stuff, and I did catch some of those bands. A lot of other things, you know, from the West Coast as well, because of course that scene spawned, you know, Bad Religion.
0: Yeah, yeah. Out of, so Bad Religion was well, late 70s, early 80s. 80s, yeah, yeah very yeah. early
1: 80s. And then, of course, Brett Gerwitt starts Epitaph. You know, so you get the legacy of that and all those yeah. big signings, Offspring and Rancid and et cetera. You know, so Punk did sort of, and then, well, SST Records, which was Greg Ginn from Black Flag's label. What was Husker Do. Yeah, and signed Husker D- Oh, God, no. load of great bands. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then of course you've got this interesting turn where a new sort of scene of kind of weird bands sort of comes off the side of punk with things bands like Big Black, The Butthole Surfers.
0: Touched on that, yeah. yeah. You know, Big Black. Big Black was an SST though. Wasn't yeah, it? early oh, days. Stars First, yeah. yeah, sorry. Yeah, Blast, you're right. Yeah. I was thinking
1: of Saccharine and Trust and bands like the Meat Puppets and yeah, the yeah. Minutemen were all SST. They were SST, yeah. definitely. I like the Minutemen, they're a good band. Um, and then you've got the sort of punky pop punk stuff like the Descendants. Yeah, really. Well, a big, you know, made, wrote, you know, it's, it's all part of the story, isn't it? And that mosaic of how that fits together. Because I'd say
0: the descendants are on a rebellion. Yeah, I'll de- go and check it. out.
1: Yeah, the descendants are good, and you know they,
0: you know, did did they were. Were they the precursors to your new glories and all? Well, of that I of think they place?
1: were. They were the precursors to pop punk, and of course they were around and they were contemporaries of Green Day. Right. And, so. uh, and Green Day just completely blew the doors off with Dookie. Yeah, yeah. So, in terms of punk moving into the mainstream, in mean, Green Day, well, more, more more, so than Nirvana. Oh, that album oh, was bigger than the... Oh, definitely. The line. Oh, definitely,
0: you yeah. Know? So, and, you know, funnily enough, this weekend or last weekend, Coachella's on. What's the biggest name at Coachella this year? Is Blink 182. Yeah, yeah. And Blink, you know, it is pop
1: music, but... Yeah. I mean, we've talked enough about pop, but, um, but it's just the direction that things move in. And if you try and track it through from... You know, we've talked about the early days of it all with the Ramones, etc., and then you end up with Blink 182 at Coachella. Do you know that Corcello sort of generates like billions of dollars in, in revenues across those through branding? And just from just from yeah. income. I mean, it's just a it's just a machine, isn't it? I don't know how punk that is. But um No.
0: It's not a festival that's really exciting. No, to I've to been see. once I didn't like it. And no, they're just it's just not. It's not Glastonbury, is it? Um, so the, Fat Mike, we should touch on him as well. No effects. Yeah, yeah that was
1: that was mid eighties. That was early. Uh, he 80s. did well, he was in No Effects, and obviously he
0: had Fat Records. Yeah, um, and he was on Fat Records. Lagwagon again, see, this is all moving into vans type, skate, yeah. It is van, yeah. punk, yeah. That wasn't really me, I never really got that side of yeah, things. Yeah, that was a big scene, wasn't it? I mean, I saw yeah. like, the warp tour's back, isn't it? It is, yeah. We talked, yeah. we touched on that a couple of episodes ago. Um, okay, so with Cir- Circle Jacks, we touched on a little bit of information here for you that, uh. Joe Strummer's first band, we've touched on it before. <laughs> After the Clash. After the Clash, was called Joe Strummer and the Latino Rockabilly, Rockabilly War, yeah. which featured Xander Squash. And they went, that's right. That's from right. Good, good info. And they they did the Rock Against the Rich tour. They did. yeah, They did indeed. Yeah. The whole Joe Strummer and Latino mm-hmm. Rockabilly War. Some great bands on that Rock Against the Rich tour that supported Joe and that uh, band from Liverpool called The Laz. The last, so yeah. Played with there she goes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But they played with them in the Liverpool. But you should check out the other bands that were on that bill. You might find something interesting. I think you played on it, didn't you? <laughs> oh yes. I, yeah,
1: yeah, you heard it here first,
0: readers. Yeah, there you go. Um so yeah, circle jerks. And the other one that I wanted to touch on, we're sort of jumping about here. We but, are, yeah. Um, you know, know, these are all Richard Hell. And the Voidoids. I think we need to give Richard Hill a special mention. Well,
1: Richard Hill was obviously television.
0: Yeah, he was.
1: And then he goes off and does his own thing. And I I'm, I actually saw him interviewed. What was he interviewed on? We watched a TV programme. Was it about the Velvet Underground or something? Anyway, it came across really well. I think he's I think he's an interesting character. Well, Blind Generation
0: was great. That's a great record.
1: Yeah, it was a great, great record. record.
0: Great record. Yeah. So that's what's taken us back to more New York and... New York Dolls. We need to concentrate a little bit on them because they were they well, were the McCarran's new band's first managed right. band. Right? Yeah,
1: and the new McCarran goes over and manages the New York Dolls for ten minutes, dresses them in red PVC, yeah. and puts yellow hammers and sickles behind them, and tries to sort of do the shock thing, which is probably him trying out his first attempt to, at, you know, what happened with the pistols, and definitely he's honing definitely. his craft. So. I think that the New York Dolls and the
0: Ramones are the, probably... The tracks like Personality Crisis yeah. and Trash were very much... They had the, all the elements that punk rock needed.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm going to say that I think the New York Dolls and Ramones were probably two of the most influential bands in in, in the birth of punk yeah, on yeah. both sides of the pond. And, I, you know, because I don't think that the Pistols would have happened. Hmm. In the same as may maybe of some version of it, but it wouldn't have happened in the same way. So
0: But I unfortunately, you know, drugs played its part in the uh, you know, the split of the New York dolls and uh, yeah. Johnny Thunders, you know. Yeah. Johnny Thunders again who had a great solo album with, you know, the Heartbreakers and uh yeah. When I was in New Orleans last year, I went to the Inn on St Peter, which is where Johnny they Thunders died. supposedly supposedly yeah. died, so yeah, they don't, they, they don't know whether it was a heroin overdose or not. Really.
1: Well, there's some stories about that, aren't there? In the same way with Sid and you know, yeah, Nancy yeah. and stuff. So, but um, well, I guess we'll never know. But um, so so we have jumped around a lot there, and and I think that you know, I um, it's it's a, it's an interesting conversation to have around what what was the more important and the more valid kind of area of the American punk scene. I'm sure lots of people out in America have their own opinions. But I mean, is there an American clash, for example? Is there an American?
0: The closest I would say that America got to the clash, and this is probably going to be controversial, is probably rancid.
1: Well, that is a little bit controversial because Rancid, obviously...
0: Were slightly later. They were later and really influenced
1: by The Clash. The, at
0: the time... Ruby Soho and stuff oh, like yeah, that.
1: that oh, you know, yeah, the album from the Walls album is yeah, just, yeah. Uh, It could be The, at, could, at, could at, be the, the Clash. Album. Yeah, so at the time, if you go back to, let's say, 78, 79, 80, what of the American punk bands would you have equated with The Clash? I mean, I would have said that the, the Kennedys were a combination of the Pistols and Crass.
0: Right, OK. I mean, and I know this
1: is a silly conversation. It is. It's just for fun, but, you the, know... The Misfits were the damned. And the Misfits were a bit like the damned. <laughs> because exactly. Because they had that whole sort of, of rock, rock, rock horror thing. Got and, thing yeah, they played together and stuff. Yeah. There was some interesting stories as well about the Misfits. Well, I think they were playing with the damned in 1979 when Sid died and ended up... Glenn Danzig ended up spending loads of time with Sid's mother. Right, okay. I seem to remember, I don't know where I've remembered that from, but there is some some truth in that. But if you think about it, what band from well, that time went on, you know, because the Clash obviously evolved and became like a, a seminal, yeah, they yeah, made one of the best albums of all in the history of yeah, recorded but music. But like how, how far are we allowed to go? You,
0: you're no, talking you're about go. Seven, so
1: 78, 79, 80 right of the bands in America, which band went would have been as representative. Of the clash, you know which one evolved on, you know into a, a, a different genre and drove music forward. I'm trying to think of one. I mean, the Ramones stayed the Ramones. They did, and Black Flag stayed Black Flag until they split up. You know, and their albums got increasingly sort of I don't know. I think they meandered a little bit. Although I'd like, I really like Rollins. But so where what? So if you think about American bands, you know which one, which ones drove. Drove the music scene sort of forward into other
0: directions. I'm going to I'm going to mention three. Go on then, right? We're all around that. Yeah. Era. Yeah. The Talking Heads. Talking Heads is an interesting one, and he was always a boundary pusher, was it David Television? Yeah. And Bad Brains.
1: Well, okay. So television made one good record. Yes,
0: right. Okay, they made one good record. Yeah, and well, some would say that about the Clash.
1: Well, they'd be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that would be you that would say that. No. But um. So okay. So so what? So what? did Which ones did you say? You said t- Talking Heads. Talking Heads,
0: I think, are the most envelope pushers.
1: Yeah. Okay. I'll get. I'll and go.
0: opening. You know, as the albums grew through. Mm. The Sire early Sire albums, you know, um they were definitely pushing boundaries, which is what the clash did. Yeah. So that's why I would say talking heads more so than bad brains. Bad brains were more um you wouldn't uh, you, you're gonna hate me for saying this because it's yeah. gonna be a bit pop again, right? You would get you would hear talking heads records on the radio. You would hear clash records on the radio. In fact, London Columns famously, the video was debuted on kids' TV, Tiz Was. Yeah. Right? And the Clash were interviewed on Tiz London Collins mm. and Tis was Tiswas, Tiz What the casbah? Yeah. did I stay or should I go? Big radio record. Never hear Bad Brains on no. commercial.
1: And Bad, and Bad Brains, you know, well, HR famously had <laughs> mental health issues and stuff. So it was curtailed a little bit by that. Uh, 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 yeah. I suppose, yeah. So su- I'm going to go with talking heads. Yeah, would you clown Blondie in there? Or would they go a bit too pop?
0: Oh no, you're mentioning the word pop. I oh, am, yeah, but I mean, just, um, they, were, they were a huge pop band. I think they have to get a mention, yeah. but um, I would never utter the words Blondie in the same level as The Clash. No, fair enough. Whereas I would with David Byrne and The Talking Heads, mm. and what, you know, what. Um, The female bass player that went on to perform the Tom Tom Tina, Tina. yeah, Yeah, all of of that—that was pushing boundaries,
1: open. Yeah, they were innovators, weren't they? They were a great, they were a good band. So okay, so we've got that, and I don't really know what the point of this exercise of comparing the bands, but I was just trying to get a sense of what was happening over here. Then I'll
0: throw the question back to you: Who were the Pistols in America?
1: Well, I would say they, the probably the Dead Kennedys, really. Yeah, right.
0: I would say that they, they
1: probably, they had that front man. They had those sorts of songs. No, Dead Boys. No, no. And then they did Dead Boys? I mean, that's Steve yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. And I and they didn't, you know. But the Dead Kennedys made made more albums than the Pistols, but they had those. You could probably put together a classic singles pack, and it wouldn't be that dissimilar. Yeah, yeah. They sure. were a bit more political, overtly political. Mm. You know, it had court cases and stuff. So they were the Pistols with a bit of crass politics involved that would be my that would be my sort of summary of all of that but going back to it all I mean my 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 love of American punk music definitely was in the hardcore scene because of of my age and minor threat you know going on to be Fugazi and Ian Mm -hmm. MacKay being a huge musical force and you know putting out all those great records on discord I think, you know, that's got to be mentioned. Fugazi sticking to their p- politics and sticking to their principles, got offered deals by major labels, never took them. Yeah, yeah. Offered loads of money to play huge events, carried on playing cheap ticket gigs, all ages shows. I think Ian MacKay is is, um, is a really honourable guy. And uh, Yeah,
0: I've got that Discord box set yeah. and it came out of it. it was about 20 years yeah. ago, I picked it up uh, as box set of all the singles. Mm-hmm. I think they were on Discord. Another one I'd like to throw at you is um, somebody that always gets mentioned in dispatches uh, as a producer in America, who obviously came through the punk thing. Steve Albini. Steve Albini. Yeah, with well, I mean, it was big. We talked about Big Black,
1: and, yeah. we, and we talked about any shellac, um, you know, and uh, yeah, he's no, he's. I think he's a bit of a. He's a bit of a character he did record Nirvana.
0: I think he did bleach. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, before Butch Vic got involved for yeah, uh, and never mind.
1: One takes and five yeah, yeah. rooms and stuff. Good, good uh, yeah. So, you know, so then I mean, and then and I and then I remember the American scene sort of going down that whole well grunge obviously happened, but then bands like The Jesus Lizard and Touch and Go Records yeah. and those yeah. those were sort of, they're not just grungy. They were a little it's bit scrung- grungy. They did a split single with Nirvana. Right. And um David Yao was the singer, wasn't he? He famously tape used to tape the microphone to his throat and stuff. They were kind of punk,
0: right? Yeah, yeah.
1: It was that sort of. Well, well they were a lot of the elements of punk, wasn't Because yeah. you had the sort of then you're moving into the Pixies and the whole sort of old, old college rock alternative. Yeah, yeah. So what we're saying here, listeners, in a roundabout way, is is that in American punk had its ground zero probably. In the East Coast with CBG's GB's Max's Kansas City with the Talking Heads and the Ramones. Over in LA, you had that fledgling scene starting with X, yeah, yeah, fear, the, yeah had the Germs, yeah. etc. And yeah, and uh, and then you know, big, big, big uh, the Black Flag really kicked things off, probably because they played loads of shows and, mm. and got in the van. Um, and Black Flags, another band that would make a t-shirt that everyone buys, but. Their, their logo on and they probably they don't probably, know any of the
0: albums they probably saw more t-shirts at all. yeah yeah
1: exactly so so they've got that and then of course you get the splinter factions. so you've got sort of alternative music starts and and ends up with pearl jam and all that sort of stuff but then you've got all the ministry and the revolting cocks and oh we haven't even touched industrial yeah all of that and Jesus
0: built my horror
1: yeah which features Gibby Haynes from the butthole surface I mean the butthole surface one
0: of the you know, yeah,
1: and the butthole surface start out on alternative tentacles yeah yeah well, with that's jell o label. label yeah.
0: Seymour, Seymour's name was ministry yeah he saying ministry yeah. Jesus yeah. built my horror yeah, yeah.
1: So there's loads of so what we're saying in in our sort of Stuart and and clumsy fashion is yes. there's loads of connections and touch points mm. starting from the Ramones, Talking Heads, New York Dolls, Fear X, Germs on the West Coast, them coming together. It's like a spider web, yeah, borning all of these different sub. But it's that industrial revolt and Cox yeah. and stuff as well. Yeah, though. I mean that 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 comes in that kind of. You know, That's dirty scene, industrial scene, you know, with with Al Jorgensen and Thousand Homo DJs, yeah. Revco. Scraping
0: Fetus off the wheel. Yeah. Remember them? Yeah. Jim Fetus. He was he was legendary. Yeah. So yes, Jim Thurwell. Jim Thurwell. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So
1: and, and I, when I was over in Switzerland in February, um, we i was with some people who were involved in the young gods you know who who were a great industrial band out of switzerland yeah sadly franz singer's wife had died so it wasn't under the best of circumstances but but um but um you know there's so there's all of those sorts of there's all of those sorts of uh, tentacles to 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 come off it and uh, I, I and uh, alternative tentacles to come off it to that point. <laughs> well, I, I just think it was really important to do one episode where we just had a little catch up on American punk bands and mentioned some of these names. We weren't fixing it around a set year. No, no. We are going to have more guests. Yeah, yeah. So while we while we waited for
0: some of the guests to confirm, um, we you know we wanted... we touch we'll touch on certain yeah. Scenes. I mean yeah. there, and there's so much to talk about in in American punk that that we've had those touch points throughout our career yeah. from New York Dogs to the Ramones, from you know sort of Green Day to Blink to, to Bad Religion uh, to you know um Nirvana to yeah, you know, And
1: and you're sitting there wearing a Sonic Youth t-shirt. Yeah. Yeah and so Sonic Youth the mid sub mid eighties and I'm gonna put them in the punk camp.
0: Yeah, yeah. I I and actually I loved if they'd been slightly earlier, because I would probably have put Sonic Youth as the equivalent to the Clash. Well, they are. are that's an interesting one, rather than the Talking Heads. But I had you had you pinpointed you that them time. Zone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Zone. Well, I'm
1: I'm a big Sonic Youth fan. I think they were they're a great band. You know, they made some absolutely brilliant records, and I, I would put them. You know, in you know they're they're an interesting that sort of late eighties to early nineties period you know, takes things in a different direction. America's got a really diverse music musical scene and we we need to talk about it a little bit more, you know, and, pro- and I'd love to get, you know, when we're at Rebellion and a
0: lot of these yeah. bands are over, we'll try and get some interviews and stuff. I mean, we... It's interesting, we, you know, one band that we haven't mentioned who are still, to me, uh, as relevant today as they were when they, they, they erupted out of an American music scene, uh, Mr William Patrick Corgan, well, the Smashing Pumpkins. Smashing Pumpkins, I mean, yeah. they're just like you know, seminal records. But weren't they a little bit more college rock though? Than I mean, yeah, they were a bit more grunge. I thought.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Probably.
0: Yeah, I yeah. thought they were a bit more grunge, but definitely had influences from punk rock mm. in mm. what what they were doing in the way that they looked and stuff like
1: that. And uh, right, so if we were to, if we're going to finish this episode on American punk, let's go for uh, in the last few minutes top three albums doesn't matter about the time frame top three albums by an american by american bands Could you have do you need time to do that or can you do that off the top of your head no, I don't think we need time. We we are so ensconced in this
0: year and yeah, what we yeah. do. I'm going to go with the Ramones. Ramones. Oh, but
1: you've got to go with the Ramones, number one. It's like picking Gordon bags
0: to be in gold, isn't it? <laughs> right. <laughs> now, now I need a you know, so mid, midfield general. Yeah. A midfield general. I'm going to go with Green Day Dookie. Woof. Okay. Right. And uh, my third album would be probably. Oh, it's um, quite a difficult one. Um,
1: would you pick the talking heads no. 77?
0: No. I'd pick Marquis e. Moon, but television. All right, okay. Good choice. So, so the Ramones Green Day. And which Ramones? Ramones. First one? Ramones first yeah. album. And uh oh the Remote first any of the first three Ramones albums. Yeah. Ramones Leave Home. Or, you know... Um... I, I, my favourite Ramones song is... It's Alive. Oh, it's Alive. It's alive. it's alive
1: 1979. It's oh. Alive. Yeah, wood. that's probably one of the best Ramones albums, if you're going to pick one. Yeah, yeah. My favourite Ramones song of all time is Bonzo Goes to Bitburg, <laughs> and I, you can't find it on very many... It's on Mania, the compilation. Yeah. So anyway, my top three, I'm going for the Dead Kennedys Fresh Fruit for Rotten Vegetables. Okay. yep. I'm going for the Ramones and I'm going to go, kind of I, I'll go for a different Ramones album, but you can't not have the Ramones. I know. And I'm going to go for Black Flag. Right. I'll go okay. for uh, Damaged. I think. Uh, I think they're. I think those would
0: be mine. Have you seen Henry doing spoken words? Yes, him? I have. Is yeah. it? Is it?
1: Yeah, wh- it's really good. He's a bit of a raconteur and he doesn't, he doesn't just talk about music. He talks about life and the universe, rebellion. and everything. everything. Yeah, and he's, yeah. he's quite a com- smart guy. He's oh,
0: a smart guy. Uh, and he's
1: doing I mean, Rebellion, isn't he? Yes, yeah, yeah. so
0: he's headlining Rebellion on the Saturday night. Yeah. So I'm hoping to, to get to see that. Maybe
1: we may even get a chance to meet him. Was, get- before we came, before we started recording this episode, we were looking at the lineup for Rebellion, weren't we? And there's some really interesting bands on and I'm, I'm really looking forward to it this year. There's some American things in there. The Dickies are playing, DOA
0: are playing, you you mentioned yeah, earlier. the Dickies. Doa the, the descendants. Yeah, you're trying yeah. to you know turn me off on it, and then
1: MDC are over. Yeah. And-, yeah. and so there's so it's going to be an interesting one. It's great that the American bands are back when we've got clear of COVID and things are getting a little bit easier. So you know we'll come back to Rebellion obviously because we've got some things to talk about with that. Um, so anyway, I'm gonna so that was interesting, and we'll we'll be back with guests uh, for episode lucky episode thirteen. Yeah, yeah. Um, but what I'm going to do, I'm going to. I've taken the opportunity to play us out tonight,
0: and I'm no, going. No, it's you. you, going, you you're saying t- so. I don't even get to get a television song, or no. a Ron's song, or a no. You don't. I'm going. You've played out. Basket you, case.
1: No, you're not playing <laughs> basket case. I'm going to play us out, and uh, and I and I just thanks very much for listening, and and also probably a couple of things to say before we go, which is the response to the last episode. I think you touched on yeah. it at the beginning. It's just been absolutely overwhelming. Um, Thanks so much to Steve yep. and uh, to Jonah for arranging to come on and, and, and do the episode. It was an absolute pleasure. We had, a, we had a bit of a laugh with Steve while we were doing it. And what a what a great guy. Um, and the emails and messages we've had uh, have, have been really lovely. Thanks, Dean, for sending us yeah. in that really lovely note. And, um, yeah, we look forward to it. Ke-
0: it keeps us good. It really does keep you know, us going. I mean, it, it, you know, Everybody else does different things in the life. Yeah. We enjoy doing this, and we enjoy bringing it to you every week. Mm. And uh, to that point, I'll let you finish with the uh, the track that he wants to play. So, well, um, well I,
1: I am going to play a track by Black Flag because I think.
0: Um, oh, a couple of things before you go. Yeah, one to watch, one not to watch. Okay, I right. Do that. So, one to watch film. Martin Scorsese has just released a film uh, about the life of. David Johansson, has he from the New York Dolls? Because he did that TV series, Nylon. Yeah, yeah. Or vinyl. 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 That's vinyl. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, vinyl. So one to watch is the David Johansson, one not to watch which I stumbled across last night, called Meet Me in the Bathroom, about the American sort of punk rock scene. Not punk rock scene, but... Alt- alternative scene. Alternative scene of the, the, uh, uh, scene. the late 90s, early 2000s. The strokes, yeah. LCD sound system, mouldy peaches, Mini Suzuki, that sort of nonsense. It's not a good film. Isn't it? Yeah. No, Leave it in the bathroom. Leave it in the bathroom, or go and do something else Flush the it. bathroom. Yeah. Fl- <laughs> flush it. Yeah, yeah. Perfectly.
1: Well, look, thanks for listening and uh, I'm going to see you next time or hear you next time and I'm going to play us out with Rise Above by Black Flag. Great band. If you don't know a lot about Black Flag but you do like the T-shirt, try and check out one of their albums. It is worth it.